Welcome back to the Data Blitz podcast, everybody. I'm Noel. And I'm Brendan. Uh, we're here today, cameras on and all, uh, over on the YouTube, at least, and trying to, you know, branch out and grow. This felt like the next logical step, uh, just trying to get our takes out to more people. So bear with us as we figure out how to do this. Um, I know I haven't done anything like this before. I don't think you have either, so... We'll figure yeah. it out as we go. Yeah. Sure will. So normally, I mean, and here's another thing. Normally, this would be the betting episode that we have gotten pretty good at doing and, you know, are in the routine of figuring out. But this week, of course, is the Pro Bowl. So we're not going to be able to do what we normally do there either. Uh, so we're going to cover latest NFL news, NBA news, cover some NBA bets, and just kind of shoot the shit for next 30 to 40 minutes um so i guess let's just jump right into it all right so yeah first so piece. oh go ahead <laughs> no I was, I was just gonna say um so we definitely had some uh nfl news this week if you want to lead us off yeah so i kind of hinted to it over on the tiktok uh now we have like a whole million things of where we're going to post all this stuff. So uh, Dan Quinn got hired by the chart or the, the commanders um, kind of a questionable hire in my take. I, there were a lot of other guys that I would have preferred and we talked about it and I think our take was kind of right on. Uh, maybe this is like a one to two year role and then he gets replaced because he doesn't feel that great, but you know, wishing him success and, We'll see what happens. What's your take on this? I mean, he's been to a Super Bowl before. Um, had the MVP quarterback, was kind of expected to win after being up 28-3, but we know how that went. Yeah, I mean, getting a lead in the Super Bowl is never easy. And holding Tom Brady to three points isn't either. So, did that for at least a half. Uh, maybe he... <laughs> There's some stuff that I think he is good at. I don't think he's like necessarily the worst coach out there, but his Cowboys have fallen apart kind of over and over and over. Defensively, they've been kind of great through the regular season most of the time, but I don't know. Um, I'm willing to give him a shot, though. Yeah, why not? And yeah, we did talk about how this is probably a bridge coaching hire. Um Ron Rivera, we both kind of thought kind of made sense to hold on to him unless you're going to switch to a new quarterback, um, which is probably the case. Um, we talked about how they yeah. have the second second pick, so they're probably going to take Drake May. Um, I'm not sure if you saw the Caleb Williams report that came out today that nope. has been basically coming out for like the last three months um, where he's saying, I don't want to go play for the Bears. He wants to is go play real? for... Who knows? <laughs> I don't think that's real. <laughs> Who knows? But, Who knows? It was on a it was on a reputable account. So um, he was saying he wants to play for either the Commanders or the Raiders. So I guess we'll what see. What pick do the Raiders have? Yeah, that's what everybody's point was. Was like, hey, you don't really have a say, buddy. Yeah, I mean, maybe the Commanders could trade up for him. Uh, they're definitely prime to do so but it's not like they have the assets um 
I mean, they have the second overall pick, which is probably that next year's and this year's second or whatever. Theoretically should be enough, but we saw last year that DJ Moore had to go alongside that kind of same package. I believe, what did the Panthers trade up from, though? Like the eight? Um, so maybe that would get it done. Not entirely sure. They could get... I think it was the eight, but I don't know. I, I'm not in love with the concept of, you know, going ahead and, and trading everything for the first overall pick. We saw how that worked out for the Panthers. Um, we're seeing that that wasn't the best play. It could happen again, especially when you have Dan Quinn as your coach. Yeah, and we'll see. Like, they do have some wide receivers that, you know, a rookie quarterback needs. You got Terry McLaurin, um, Jahan Dotson kind of regressed this year, but um, mm. maybe they still have faith in him. Um, I mean, they have, they have weapons. It's just, they have nobody on defense and their offensive line stinks too. So yeah, there's so many holes of, on that team. They got plenty of holes to fill. Yeah. It's like the same situation as the Panthers. Like you have, they didn't even have as many holes on paper as the commanders do. I think uh, they just showed a lot of those holes this year. So you don't want to go and, and trade for like the star quarterback. And I don't know if that's saying that Bryce Young is a star quarterback, but I think he is better than we saw this year. And he just had no help. There is nothing that he, uh, Frank Reich, anybody could really do. It cost Frank Reich his job. Um, and now they're kind of stuck with Bryce Young for the next four seasons with tons of holes to fill. And they traded away all their picks. I guess they have some salary cap space to fill out some of those holes, but they are going to struggle to, you know, come up with a competitive team around Bryce Young during his rookie contract, which is a whole other conversation about how that is the best window to have a championship. So I don't know. Um, it does feel, I mean, they haven't done it yet, but if they do do that, I I think I'd be upset with them. Yeah, I would too, because I mean, not that I really care about the commanders, but um, from like a dynasty lens that we talk about, it would suck for some guys like Terry McLaurin, who always feels like he just needs like one thing to go his way. Um, yeah. So in terms, in terms of that, I'd be upset, but otherwise I don't really give a shit about the commanders. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know. I just like having competitive teams in the NFC East. It feels like be good to, I know the Eagles aren't really that great anymore, but it'd be good to have somebody check them. Uh, Maybe the Cowboys um, defensively took a step down because of the loss of Dan Quinn. It, it is interesting that he went to an NFC East rival. Um, but, you know, a whole bunch of stuff to figure out there. And I, I just, more good teams means better football. That's why the AFC is kind of yeah, sick right and now. I do think, yeah, and I do think... I do think that because we're in the like modern era of the NFL and, you know, analytics is such a big thing that it does feel like the competitive balance has become a lot more balanced. Um, mm -hmm. I think there's plenty of teams and like we saw that this year, like with the Packers, um, a team that's nine and eight getting in and, you know, making a run. I mean, they hung in with the 49ers and the 49ers are in the Super Bowl, So, I think that competitive balance is a lot more balanced. 
Yeah. I would say for the Packers, it was situational. You had like a first-year starting quarterback. Questionably fraudulent Cowboys team. but the And then Debo got hurt. And I think that made a big impact in that game. But, you know, um, the point still stands. There are plenty of teams. I feel like the Seahawks do it every year now where you see them come out. You see a really bad on paper roster and they're pretty good. I mean, the Giants with Tommy DeVito won a whole bunch of games this year and probably shouldn't because they weren't able to do it with their starting franchise quarterback um, franchise. But, you know. I think the parody in the NFL is, is getting a lot better. I can't wait until we kind of go over all the salary caps and everything and kind of review what some of these teams should be doing in the future because that team in particular, the Giants, they got a long road back. And I don't know why they would re-sign Daniel Jones. It's like they did it one year too early, almost like Jalen Hurts, but Daniel Jones was never as good as Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and his cap doing? hit. His cap hit is absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He's getting paid the same amount as like Dak. That's yeah. He's and he's never done anything good. <laughs> no, he made like one so, playoff game. Mm-hmm. And Kirk yeah. Cousins pretty much <laughs> lost that one. <laughs> yeah, he did. I don't know. There's there's a lot to, to unpack there, but is there anything else that you want to go over? in regards to the NFL before you, we switch over to the NBA? Uh, the Patriots finally got their coordinators. Who did they get? I didn't... I they took some ex-Browns uh, offensive coordinator, but it seems like the consensus is that people are happy about the hires. Um, personally, if I have never heard of an offensive coordinator, um, I'm going to have a little suspicion to... Uh, the higher and going to be very intriguing to see what happens this year, especially with possibly a new quarterback. Yeah. I can't believe we haven't really flushed that out all the way yet, but you guys think it quarterback at three or what do you, what's your vibe? I have no idea. I have no at idea. this point. Cause it- yeah, because Jaden Daniels could be a great player. Um, I think we know Marvin Harrison will be a great player, and those are really the only two options for us. Yeah, I wouldn't go a different way. I mean, potentially you guys get somebody in free agency and, and then figure it out, but um, it's pretty unclear. Yeah, if we went and signed like T. Higgins, I'd I'd say, okay, sure, now draft a quarterback. Yeah, you don't want to set them up with no weapons. And maybe you get somebody in the second round or through trade or free agency. But yeah, we just talked about this. Like if you bring in a rookie quarterback with no weapons, a brand new coach, and even the defense is questionable these days, like you're, he's not going to have a good time. And that's going to stun his development. Um, so Is the defense questionable though? Without Bill, it is a little bit questionable. Okay. I guess that's fair, but I guess we'll see what happens. Um, Gerard Mayo yeah. was the DC last year, so maybe it just carries on. Seems like these guys want to play for him. Yeah. And it's actually a really good point. Um, 
I'd be interested to see how that, you know, training camp and the talk of their defense or the first two weeks, three weeks of the season unfold defensively. Something to keep it yeah, on. Yeah, especially with Judon and Gonzalez back. Mm-hmm. Um, Gonzalez is so good. I was going to ask a quick question to, you know, followers and stuff like that. And we were talking about breaking down the salary cap and free agency and kind of team predictions on a divisional basis. Don't really have anything fully set up for the offseason right now. Um, so you think that's a Monday, Wednesday, or Friday activity? Like what what day do you think, I mean, you personally or, you know, anybody that listens to the show, feel free to chime in. When do you feel like listening to our breakdowns of the salary caps and you know, situations by division? So... Just find us on Twitter at datablitz underscore XYZ uh, over on TikTok, datablitz XYZ and pretty much everywhere else, uh, datablitz underscore XYZ. So we're interested to hear, you know, some feedback about our scheduling and making it work for you guys. Should we hop over to some NBA now? Let's do it. You want to break down the news? Or you want me to do it? Um. Well, I think the first major thing that, I think we kind of prefaced already the other day um, was the Embiid injury. So they have a diagnosis for that. It's um, they said it was a lateral meniscus tear, which is no fun. Um, it's something that can be, I guess, easily repaired. Um, but you know, it's a knee injury and this is basketball. Um, there's no worse sport on your knees. So yeah, I guess we'll see uh, what it means for playing time. I think they said that they're going to come to a decision over the weekend, um, but he's definitely going to miss time, um, whether that's, you know, two months or whether that's, you know, it could be as bad as four months, five months, um, depending on what kind of route he goes with surgery. Because if he has it um, just cut, that's it's a very quick recovery. It's just that that hurts his potential longevity for his career. Um, versus not having it cut and having it repaired, which takes a lot longer to recover from. It's a similar discussion to kind of what we were saying the other day, and it's a little bit different, but like with somebody going for the MVP, like I would prefer that player to not, you know, play those games that are questionably going to re-injure, like happened. Uh, and, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but... He did take a risk by playing. Um, I'm sure, you know, everybody wanted him to. It probably wasn't his decision alone. But now we're dealing with a situation where he has to make a similar decision. Do you want to come back in time for the playoffs? Or do you want to go back, you know, this offseason and really do the rehabbing right? And I would, again, say that the second option is the best because I know that seven-footers don't have the best longevity in the NBA um, but he's been okay and probably above average for a seven footer. It's really hard to say what the average amount of time injured for a seven footer is because I, I mean, I've watched YouTube videos and stuff like that on this and it's, he spent a lot of time injured, but I would say Embiid's, you know, decision to come back early would, would be the wrong one if he does that. Yeah, it would definitely be the wrong decision. We kind of saw that. Um, as Celtics fans with Robert Williams 
um, when mm. he initially had his knee injury and he played through it through the playoffs. And I think we all kind of saw him start to move slower. Um, he was still a great hustle player. Um, and I know we all loved watching him, but I miss Rob. these guys, are, yeah, these guys are injury prone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's the cost of being like so tall, honestly. Um, it, it can really do damage on your knees and your, your ankles and your, you know, all your leg joints and stuff. There's a lot of a risk around them when you're playing a professional sport. Um, man, Robert Williams, though, you just got me like thinking about prime Robert Williams when he would play like not that much. And get, I think one game he had like six blocks on Anthony Davis. It was so great. <laughs> Yeah, that dude was an animal on the boards defensively. It was just brought an energy that was fun to watch, kind of similar to Marcus Smart. Yeah. You see, uh, actually, speaking of um, NBA news. Go ahead. I was just about to break some news, too. So maybe it's the Breaking same Breaking news? Is he going to the Bucks? Who? Is he going to the Lakers? Marcus Smart? Oh, I did not see that. Oh, there was interest in in him. Okay, what were you going to break? Well, it's not as big as something potentially like that. But um, a headline that just kind of popped up was uh, Rich Paul slams the door on LeBron trade chatter. (laughs) Oh, I saw that. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even get to bring up the LeBron. We we should have pretended like we didn't see that until after we talked about it. I don't know what you're doing here, man. Just bringing the news <laughs> as I get it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But I know we had kind of talked about that was one of the things um, that we were going to discuss today. And yeah, I mean, it's LeBron. Like, he gets to choose where he goes. Yeah. Who? No, don't like ever trade LeBron. I mean, let's just talk completely theoretical. What does LeBron fetch in a trade right now? Well, the thing the thing that's hard about that is that you're trading for a player that doesn't really have a very long future. So, mm-hmm. like, you can't really give up future assets. Do you remember what Kawhi got, though, when he was on the getting traded to the Raptors? Was, no, I do not. I think it was DeRozan in like three firsts or something pretty solid. Sounds about right. But there is a precedent for trading for somebody to win a ship and then not knowing what happens after that. You know, Kawhi was in a contract year, so it was a little bit different than LeBron, where you know you're only going to get two, three years max. Um, but I think, all right, would you trade Jalen Brown for LeBron? Yes. You would? That's just because you hate yes. Jalen Brown. But <laughs> yes. Would you trade Damian yes. Lillard for LeBron <laughs> if you're the Bucks? It's kind of a similar situation because they're both old. I don't know. 
it's tough. It feels like LeBron always works best with like shooters around him. It seems like whenever he gets paired up with like just a big man, he has to run the entire show. And at this point in his career, he's not going to run the entire show. I mean, the Bucks have shooters. They're, they have been one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league for the last few years. But it's kind of beside the point. Uh, I don't know. If, he, if LeBron is a fit, I think every team trades their second-best player for LeBron. Yeah, probably. I mean, he's a winner. That's all you can really say is like this guy knows how to win an NBA championship. So take that as you want. Yeah, I guess uh, I'm I'm all in on it, but it sounds like it's not going to happen. So no point in speculating too much. Um, so the Marcus Smart news that I mentioned very briefly. Sounds like he may be getting moved on from um, you know, the Grizzlies. I don't know how much of fans they have been of, of his. There are two teams that are interested in, in Marcus Smart right now, uh, as of when I checked it like an hour ago, Lakers and the Bucks. I would be, I mean, if they got Marcus Smart on the Bucks, I would be very scared because we're probably going to see them in the playoffs. Lakers Marcus mm-hmm. Smart also feels very scary too. Um, I don't know if we just have higher opinions of him because he was a Celtic and an amazing Celtic for so long, uh, or if he really is kind of that dog when it comes down to it. But I don't know. What, what's your general take on the Marcus Smart interest? So I think we do have an elevated opinion of Marcus Smart. Um, but... I think that any game that we have seen him play in, though, he plays such a huge role in the energy that's going on on the floor and, um, you know, motivating guys to get after loose balls. Um, You know, when you're in sixth grade playing basketball, the biggest thing that they're always preaching is, like, go get the ball. Awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, he kind of just embodies that, and I feel like every team needs at least a guy like that. I don't think anybody does it as well as him. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, that's why he won Defensive Player of the Year. It's so easy to forget that he actually won Defensive Player of the Year. Because as a Celtics fan, every year you're like, Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year. Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year. And finally he got it, and it was like, whoa. I did not <laughs> think this was ever going to happen. <laughs> so, it's no, pretty sweet. but he's awesome. Um, I, w- I would honestly love if the Celtics went and traded for him. Oh, imagine. I don't, I'm thinking about it. I don't think we could do it, but maybe. Like cap space wise? I don't, I mean, cap's not real, but. No. You think like two or three first round picks, do we even have that? Like, it's tough to keep up these days. I think we do. I think we do have. I think we have one pick or something. Um, cause I think we, yeah, cause I know we, we definitely gave some up for Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm. But not that many. We kind of remember exactly him. the details. Yeah. It's tough. But yeah, we had been, um, 
I would like to see them move off of like Pritchard and like just go to Marcus Smart. Yeah. Pritchard in a first for Marcus Smart would probably maybe get it done. Maybe. I mean, Pritchard's been wanting out for <laughs> three years now. So let him leave. Marcus Smart wants to be in Boston anyways. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Um, all right. Do you want to jump over into some NBA betting talk? Yeah. All right, I got so, some stuff here. Yeah. I got to going to get back on the Wi-Fi. It's not working. So I'll cut that second part. We had some technical difficulties. So if you're hearing this, I hopefully cut that second outage where Mignon looked like he wanted to kill me. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. All right. So, personally, what I have on the NBA games um, for tonight, yeah, just tonight, I think it is. Um, I have the Heat, the Clippers, Warriors, Rockets, Suns, Pelicans, Thunder, and the Nuggets. So they're all they're all favorites. Um, I I have a hard time straight up betting on an underdog in the NBA. You really don't know what's going to happen. There's so many games. Depends who's playing. Um, but it seems like in most of these games, it's pretty clear cut. Um, like the mm-hmm. Heat are playing the Wizards. Uh, if they don't yeah, win the that, Wizard, then I'll go fuck myself. terrible. Yeah. Um, same thing. Clippers against the Pistons. That should be a layup. Yep. We got uh, the Warrior, Warriors against the Grizzlies. Grizzlies I, just traded away Steven Adams. Yeah, they're going to be rusty, but watch out for Jaron Jackson Jr. Big game, potentially. He's not going to win by himself. I don't know. He's very good. <laughs> I have him on one of my teams. <laughs> um, yeah, I like that. Sorry, I'm pulling up what I got here. And then I have Rockets Rockets over the Raptors. Um, the Rockets just added Steven Adams, I think. That was a great move by them. They have such a young, solid team that adding that veteran presence could be huge for them. Mm-hmm. Um, got the Suns over the Hawks. That's the one that I'm kind of questionable about. Um, could really go either way, in my opinion. But I think that the Suns overall, they have the better players. Yeah, the Hawks have Only a certain amount of guys get to get on the court. So might as well. And then Pelicans over the Spurs. Um, the Spurs are still trying to put it together. Wembenyama um, has been great, but I'd, I would expect the Pelicans to win that game. Um, and then the Thunder over the Hornets, for obvious reasons. Yes, sir. And the Nuggets over the Trailblazers, for obvious reasons. So, Goodness I think gracious. this makes sense. You're a madman. Um, yeah, yeah. But if you parlay it, um, you're getting plus 676. Not the best. How many legs does that end up being? Like eight? Eight. Fuck All right. it. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> 76. That's not too bad. You could 
probably get a boost out, out of one of those sports books. So, sure. Yeah, be willing to take that risk. Well, I'm I'm a big fan of that. I think OKC is so obvious. Uh, Timberwolves Magic are tough because I feel like they're similar size teams. The Magic are a super athletic team. Um, in my opinion, we always have trouble with them as a Celtics fan. Like I feel like we lose almost all of our games to the Magic, and they're just long. They're fast. <laughs> And and they're they're pretty good, um, especially as underdogs. Did you okay? It's tough to keep up with what you even. Is this every game that's played tonight? Is that what your parlay covers? Not every single one. You're close to it, right? No. Uh, yeah, I think there's a just a ton of games tonight. It's Friday. I only have like those games that you mentioned on my sports book right now. That's that's what I'm looking at here. But yeah, I like that. Um, I think another pick. There's 10 games. Okay. I think another pick maybe that I like for this weekend would be Brooklyn Nets um, tomorrow night with Joel Embiid out. They're at plus 136, and then the Golden State Warriors are plus 110 for tomorrow night. And it sounds like the Hawks are going to be coming off of that, or, you know, they're going to be on the second leg of a doubleheader. Hawks haven't been too great. Uh, they probably are going to lose tonight to the Suns. So if we get that done, that'd be pretty cool. Um, that's plus 395 on those two. That's my little underdog parlay. But, you know, I'm not as ambitious or risky with. NBA as I am uh, with the NFL. I just have not had enough experience betting NBA. It's so much harder. Yeah, it is. Um, I was going to say that the 76ers are an interesting one just because I don't know if you saw that Maxi went for like 51 last night. Yeah, I'm pulling this up to look at his points over potentially for that game. So it'll be interesting because I think Philly is still like a pretty solid team um, without Embiid. Obviously, they're not the same team. Like if you have another star big man matched up, like they're going to have some issues. Um, but yeah, I, I think the Nets could easily come in and win that game. Yeah. They haven't been the best this year either, but... You know, they've been good enough to beat a team that is Joel Embiidless. Like, there's, you know, plenty of teams I think that can come in and beat them. I think they're going to be kind of on their back foot, um, a little bit out of rhythm. They've played, you know, more than a few games without him so far this year, but the shock value of him really being done for potentially the whole season is something to consider. Yeah, he's he's going to have a long road. So the Sixers team is going to have to figure it out in order to be there for the playoffs uh, if Embiid is going to be back. So I think there's definitely some good opportunities um, right now, like this game you mentioned, um, to get some good odds against the Sixers. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And then I think like also, and I looked for it, it wasn't there yet, um, which is weird because it's Friday and I would think that the line for tomorrow night would be out, but I guess they're probably, you know, reeling from that news about Embiid, but the Tyrese Maxey uh, points, you know, assists, and maybe some of those other guys would be a way to get some good value. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, what's his name? Who's the other guy on Philly that I always forget about because he's not relevant at all? I don't know who the other guy that's irrelevant Who's the guy? is. Is it Corkmaz? What's his name? No, no, no. Uh, why can't I remember his name? Name their other good players. <laughs> this is like a challenge. I haven't watched like any basketball this year. If uh, anybody here is a Philly fan, I apologize, but I don't because he actually stinks. Um, what the hell is his name? Kelly Oubre? No, no. Tobias Harris. Yeah, that guy. You couldn't name Tobias Harris, man? <laughs> Dude, I hate him. I hate him so much. He's so horrible to watch. It feels like every time I watch him, he's just back rimming every single shot yeah he was he was pretty good before he got there and then he was there for like jimmy butler and it felt like he was like a game changer made a huge impact and now he's kind of not very good at all um his career is really taking a downturn with the sixers like most players yeah he's just there yeah your your video stopped again but i can hear you still so it doesn't really matter there you go. Hey. <laughs> um, was there anything else uh, going on with the NBA or some betting that you want to go over here? Like, honestly, no. Um, I think going to be a shorter podcast today, obviously, just because covering NBA and other things, but First time with the cameras on, figuring all this out as we go. Uh, if I did want to talk about anything else, it was, you know, we could preview the Pro Bowl a little bit, talk about why it's dumb that they do flag football or why it's a good idea that they do flag football. But uh, besides that, I got nothing else really. Um, I guess one other thing is that you can actually get decent value on Sacramento over Chicago. Um, so minus one Is that what you have? Yeah, that's what I saw. Oh, I'm seeing Chicago minus one and a half for the spread. Oh, maybe they were minus one and five. They're, well, they're, they're both way. minus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's stupid. It's kind of like the Super Bowl was. I haven't checked the Super Bowl in a while. I'm going to wait until like Saturday to put a bet on it, but we'll cover that next week. Um, yeah. Otherwise with the NBA, I think the biggest conversation really right now is uh, all the points. And I know we kind of talked a little bit about that. There but, he goes again. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, there's a, there's an article that came out and they were like, Oh, don't be concerned about it. Um, it's just because people figured out that three is more than two. 
I think they figured that out a while ago. <laughs> so, I I mean, I understand that it's a fast-paced game, um, and I and I feel like lately there's been some lower-scoring games, um, but obviously there's some higher ones like Philly just beat Utah one twenty-seven to one twenty-four. Um, so I guess we'll see as it kind of comes down to the end of the season. Maybe there's a little more defense, but. They're you totally know, it's basketball. Be. Sometimes you I'm just not, blow someone out. Yeah, yeah I'm not concerned about that at out. all. And by the time we get to the playoffs, teams are going to really step it up on defense. Yeah, it's, is it like a little bit dumb that teams don't try all year long? Yeah, of course it is. But you can't expect somebody to show up 82 games in a row, try their ass off, and potentially get injured. Like that's just not what's going to happen. So by the time we roll around to the playoffs, you know, people are going to actually step up defensively and we're going to hopefully go back to the normal NBA. Just that these guys have gotten so good at shooting that it's kind of impossible to defend them unless you really give 100% effort. Yeah. And I think kind of what we're seeing across the NBA right now too is like truly a role player, point guard, or shoot guard, shooting guard are pretty much just shooters. <laughs> I mean, These days, there's a few yeah. exceptions of guys who are like Marcus Smart, who are defenders, and some other guys who are assist guys. But I feel like, I feel like probably 15 years ago, there was probably a lot more of those types of guys, and mm-hmm. it makes sense because you know points are what wins the game. Whoever shoots the best will win. Um, that kind of seems like the modern day NBA. So when we're talking about a lot of these lines that we're seeing in games, um, with like over unders and stuff, the teams with the better players typically end up scoring more points. So, um, it's pretty safe to take a lot of the overs. I think. I can't believe you just said that. (laughs) Totally makes sense. Yeah. It's Uh, so dumb. It is, but. Do you feel like it has kind of swayed more in the direction of less team play, more stars shoot the ball 50 times play, and you can be a little bit safer, especially on like some of those bad, like let's say the Bulls are playing the Wizards. Like, would you be cool with taking the Zach Levine points over in that situation? Because I think that's kind of a good way to start like betting this is you have somebody that, Maybe doesn't average the most points, but when they and they're on a bad team, but when they go against a team worse than them, you bet their points over because they're probably going to score more by a lot. Yeah, I think that would be the case, and I think also um, when you're talking about betting on a guy, I think you can also bet on not only just the points, but the points plus the assists and the rebounds because you know a lot of the times a guy like. Zach Levine, who's pretty tall for his position, um, matched up against a shittier team. Like he should get more rebounds. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I think we'll have to uh, experiment a little and see what happens. I'm down to clown. Let's figure it out. I had some. <laughs> I did some. I don't NBA like that. That was, a, that was an interesting <laughs> phrase. <laughs> I did some NBA betting, like uh, when Jason Tatum had his huge breakout. I just bet his points over like every 
night and i made so much money off of that and i've done some dfs stuff too but the dfs is so hard at least in my opinion mm-hmm. um but yeah let's figure it out as we go along here there's plenty of season left to figure it out oh yeah we're what almost two-thirds of the way yeah we're almost to the all-star break i think i don't know when it is but yeah, it's always we're... in february yeah, we're a little over halfway. Boy. Well, buckle in, because we're going to be doing a lot baby. more NBA content. Uh, if you like that, definitely like, subscribe. Hit the bell if you're watching on YouTube, because now we actually have a YouTube video, which is going to be weird. <laughs> <laughs> and as the season kind of comes down to the wire, too, there's going to be a lot more to talk about. And then, like, we're kind of... Okay, this is like such a bad take, but we're kind of at the lull of NFL right now. The NFL is dead up until free agency between like, honestly, the divisional round of free agency. And then we'll pick it up with draft talk, uh, training camp and all that. So all we got right now for you is coach talk. And that's not great. Like, you don't want to sit here. Yeah, hypotheticals, but you don't want us to sit here and talk about the Chiefs 49ers for six days before it happens. Like, no. So Yeah, we can spend uh we can spend an episode on that <laughs> next week, but no point in really going over it now. No. Yeah. You'll get that from us next week and that's about all you could expect. Um Alright, I don't know if there's anything else that we want to go over today. I think we cover what we need to cover okay well appreciate everybody for tuning in to our first video podcast um hopefully technical issues were edited out i don't know if i actually want to do that but i'll figure it out um yeah and definitely go check us out over on x uh at data blitz underscore xyz um we have tiktok now we have youtube shorts um so we're posting all over the place and obviously you can find the podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever wherever else you listen to podcasts. Um, and again, don't forget to hit like, subscribe, follow, um, check us out wherever you want. Thanks for tuning in. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. All right. See you guys. <laughs> Later.